Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And we get to be here. We get to be in the presence of the Lord and choir in His temple. Amen. We are here to inquire the Lord. Received a prayer request this afternoon. We need to lift up the Vincents, uh, Sister Lindsay's um, grandfather passed away. So remember them, lift them up here in a few moments. And uh, let's also pray for Brother Anthony Jackson, who is scheduled uh, for surgery tomorrow morning. Just pray that there be divine intervention and that God would move in that situation. Amen. Anybody else have a pressing need? Okay, let's remember the Harris family. Um, battling uh, sickness. All right. Anybody else? have a need, a personal need in your life, why don't you stretch forth your hands? The Lord knows. He sees where you are. We're going we're gonna to praise Him right now and thank Him for this opportunity to gather together in His name. Lord, we believe tonight that you are already in this place because we have gathered together in your name. I pray that you'd move, Lord, move in this house and move on the needs been presented tonight here. God, we pray for the Vincent family that you would move in that household, that you would bring strength and comfort, peace like only you can bring. This time of tragedy, this time of loss, you can bring the comfort that would ease the pain. So we pray for that tonight. We pray for that tonight. We pray for your strength. We pray for our brother tonight, Brother Anthony Jackson. We pray, God, that you'd help. Help him hold on to the faith. Lord, and let there be divine intervention. Lord, we still believe in the miraculous, and our confidence is in you. It's not in man. And so we pray and believe that you will order his steps and give him the strength and the healing that is needed. We speak that in faith, believing in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, oh God, oh for Shayla's dad. You know, you know where he is, God, and what's going on in his life, what he is in need of. Because you know us. You know your you know people better than they know themselves. So tonight we lift up this need. God, you are able. You are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. 
according to the power that's working in us. Lord, work in us and release through us that power, the demonstration of your goodness, your faithfulness as a testimony of who you are, great and mighty to save and to heal. And we pray and we speak it and we believe it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for Frank and Penny, Lord. We pray, oh God, for the entire family, the Hagedorn family. Lord, all their siblings and all the cousins, all those who are lost, God, we pray that you would that you would stand in the way, that your grace and mercy would stand in the way, God, and let them see, let them see your goodness. Let them see, Lord, you are faithful. Lord, you are wonderful. You're mighty. You're marvelous, God. We thank you, Lord, and we're praying tonight that you would do a work in this place, Lord, that there would be a demonstration of your goodness, of your mercy, of your loving kindness that's better than life. I pray that you'd move in this place, God. I release, I release the gift of faith in this house in the name of Jesus to bring edification to the body of Christ, Lord. I believe the gifts of the Spirit are for the church of the living God. And we still believe in the supernatural power that you possess. And we pray tonight that there would be a manifestation of that power. Lord, touch your people tonight and all, all who are on the outside looking for hope, looking for the truth. God, would you bring revelation tonight? Bring revelation tonight. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord. My wife is still out of commission tonight, so you're going to have to listen to this brute try to try to push through this thing tonight. So you're going to have to use your voice and sing. We're going to sing familiar songs, so you have no choice but to sing with me. If it's if it's if it doesn't sound good, you better sing loud to drown me out.
praise him for how great he is. The name that's above every name. Oh, we got a name that we can cry out. Jesus, there is no other name like your name. How great is the name of our God. How great is the name of our King. Oh, there's nobody like him. of the Lord. I'm stirred tonight oh because I've been privileged to mention the name the name that is above every name and I know when I cry out the name of Jesus there's something that happens in the house there's something that happens where two or three are gathered together oh in the name of Jesus because he's in the midst He's great and greatly to be praised. Oh, yes. It does not matter what you came in here needing. He is, I am, that you, everything that you need can be found within two words. I am. Come on, when you say, I am. What you are saying is everything else is not. Uh, when you need a healer, he said, I am. And if he is the healer, every other thing outside of him is not. If you need a deliverer, he says, I am. Oh, if you need the way, he said, I am the way. If you need the truth, he said, I am the truth. If you need life, he said, I am the life. Whatever you need can be found in the I am. 
and the I am has a name and his name is Jesus name above every name hallelujah oh, why don't you just reach up your hands right now there's something special in this place the presence of the Lord in this place I would that he would arrest every one of our attention here tonight. I would that he would, he would captivate your thoughts right now. That he would fill your mind and fill your heart. That your words, words of gratitude would begin to fill your mouth. Second Chronicles chapter 6. We will we'll kind of just cruise through. We won't read it all like we normally do, but we'll just read these kind of verse by verse tonight. Um, we'll read verse 10 and I'll let you all be seated. The Lord, therefore, hath performed his word, and he hath spoken, for I am risen up in the room of David my father, and am set on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised, and have built the house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. Amen. Y'all may be seated. Can we just pray before we get into this that God would do what only God can do? God, we need you. We need you to anoint lips of clay tonight. Lord, everything in the hands of man is subject to error and misuse. So I pray for your anointing to cover. I pray for your anointing to flow, to move, God. That your word would be spoken, that truths would be released, and that revelation would, would rest upon those who lack understanding. God, I pray tonight for an awakening for a word of encouragement, for increase, Lord. You are the one who can do everything. You can change, you can change the trajectory of people's lives. You can, you can order the steps of people and make their destination a different destination. God, I pray that you'd move in this house, that you'd anoint the, the hearer to receive the engrafted word, which is able to save their soul. And I pray, Lord, that you would do a work in this house and each one of us, including myself, Lord, because I understand I need you as much as everyone else does. And so I pray for you to have your way, God, in this place. 
and the church in Jesus' name, and the church say amen. The Lord therefore hath performed his word that he hath spoken. For I am risen up in the room of David, my father, and am set on the throne of Israel as the Lord promised and have built the house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. We, we have kind of, we've been parked in this part of the scriptures uh, for, for a little while at least. We were here, visited a, a little bit of uh, Solomon and David's life on Father's Day, and then last Wednesday we were we were right in the neighborhood of where we are tonight, and I, it just occurred to me. I believe the Lord brought inspiration for us to visit to visit this chapter specifically, because we often will will look at Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and we'll we'll we will we will use that passage to to talk about humbling. And turning and praying and that God would hear. But there there are some important passages leading up to that chapter that we we need to look at this evening. And uh we won't we won't start at the very beginning. Uh verses, you know. Let's let's go to eleven here. And in it have I put the ark wherein is the covenant of the Lord that he made with the children of Israel? Solomon, uh, from the chapter, or from verse 1 to 11, Solomon speaks of the departure from Egypt and how David wanted to build a temple for the name of the Lord God of Israel, but it would be built by his son. And this is, this is what Solomon was saying before we get to this this part of the scriptures where things begin to change. And if we read verses 12 and 13, and he stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands. For Solomon had made a brazen scaffold. Now I, I was picturing this as I was reading he built himself a platform is what it looks like, right? A scaffold of five cubits long and five cubits broad and three cubits high and had set it in the midst of the court and upon it he stood. But listen, look what he did. He stood on that platform so the whole congregation could watch him kneel down upon his knees before all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hand toward heaven. He, the congregation, watched Solomon bow to his knees and stretch forth his hands toward heaven. I know I heard Brother Jeff Arnold say, you don't listen to a preacher that won't worship. And it's, it's not just Solomon lifting his hands, but he, he, he fell to his knees. And then he stretched forth his hands. And in verse 14, and said, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in the heaven 
nor in the earth which keepest covenant, and showest mercy unto thy servants that walk before thee with all their hearts. In this passage, Solomon speaks words he learned growing up. These weren't just random things. These were, these were words that he learned from, from the writings of Moses. No God like you in heaven and earth which keepest covenant. And this is straight from Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God which keepeth covenant and mercy with them, that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. I believe these are the words that filled Solomon's mind when he began to pray, when he began to speak, when he began to look over a congregation of people who, who would at one point lose their way, at one point would make a mess of their life. He, he knew it. Israel had a pattern of making the wrong decisions, but, but here in this passage, there's a, there's a heartfelt prayer from Solomon, and he begins to shift the congregation's focus, and, and it, it caused the congregation to begin to look up because he, he stood or he knelt on that platform and looked up toward heaven. Church, if the preacher ain't pointing you toward heaven... I don't want to be anything but an arrow, but a voice of one crying in the wilderness. I want to point to the Lord. I want to point to Him for His goodness, for His mercy. So Solomon was pulling these words from his childhood, from his life. Because they were words his father lived by. If we go back to Second Chronicles 6, we'll read passages 15 and 16. Thou which hast kept with thy servant David my father, that which thou hast promised him, and spakest with thy mouth, and hast fulfilled it with thine hand, as it is this day. He you kept my father. Your promises never left him. The things you said you would do, you did them. And now I want that for myself. I know you kept my father because he kept your law. And I acknowledge that I have to walk in the law now. My footsteps must be in the same direction that my father's footsteps were going I got to keep the law. Notice, notice how Solomon said. The promises and the things you spake with thy mouth, you hath fulfilled it with thine hand. Everything that God says he will do, you, will, you can expect it to show up in his hand. If he said he would deliver you, he, you better be looking for that hand and expecting it. If he said he would touch you, if he said, 
He would never leave you or forsake you. Those aren't just words. You must expect it in his hand that he's going to be there for you, that he's going to be there with you, that he's going to walk with you all the way. Verse 16, Now therefore, O Lord, God of Israel, keep with thy servant David, my father, that which thou hast promised him, saying, There shall not fail thee a man in my sight, to sit upon the throne of Israel, yet so that thy children take heed to their way to walk in my law, as thou hast walked before me. Verse 17, and then we'll, we'll, we'll stop at 18. Now then, O Lord God of Israel, let thy word be verified, which thou hast spoken unto thy servant David. But will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house, this house which I have built. Will God indeed dwell with man on the earth? How? Heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. David wrote in Psalm 139 and 7, Where shall I go from thy spirit? Or where shall I flee from thy presence? How can this little house contain you? It's microscopic compared to your majesty. This little place where we are, it's nothing compared to who you are. Uh, We might see a little assembly here today, but there is a great God who oversees the church and its operation. There is a great God and majesty who knows all things, and he's working together. He's working all things together for the good of his people. God, very deed, very deed, dwell with men on the earth. Now we know, we fast forward to the New Testament, we know that God did. He tabernacled among us. He took upon himself the form of a servant, and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. When Jesus walked the earth, he was more than just a man. He was more than just a priest and a prophet. He was God dwelling among people. Emmanuel, God with us. He didn't lose his omnipotence. He didn't lose his omnipresence. uh, But his focus became the footsteps that the man Christ Jesus would walk. Verse 19. Have respect, therefore, to the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee. Now, I have to say, Solomon, his long-winded prayer, and not so long speaking. Where did Solomon learn how to pray? You think it just came natural? 
Or do you think he heard his father praying? Do you think he watched him worship and pray? Verse 20. That thine eyes may be open upon this house day and night. No matter what time. It's her eyes. Now this is a prayer. Solomon's praying to the Lord. This temple that we are building and have built, it's not just going to be some empty facade. There has to be your eyes looking upon this place day and night. Upon this place, upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldest put thy name there to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayer prayeth toward this place. There's sometimes... We have to visualize this. It's, it's hard. It's hard when you're at your house, when you're, when you're in, in your home, and you're trying to pray like you would pray here. Anybody struggle with that? Uh, but, but we have to come back to the prayers that we pray in this place. Uh, uh, when I stretch forth my hands toward that place, God, hear the prayers of your people. His eyes on this place, the temple. And that day, his eye, he was asked, Solomon was asking him to keep his eyes on the temple day and night. Will you put your eyes here where we will call on your name and need your help and need your compassion and need your mercy? There is going to be a day that we have to come here and hear from heaven. There's going to be a day when you come in this place that you're going to need to hear from heaven, that you're going to need to hear the voice of the Lord because of all the things that you struggle with and all the things that happen in your life. You're going to need to come in here and hear from heaven. You're going to need to come in here and stretch forth your hands and have a response from the Lord. Verse 21. Hearken therefore unto the supplications of thy servant and of thy people which they shall make toward this place. Hear thou from thy dwelling place even from heaven and when thou hearest forgive. Notice Notice, I, I want to I point something out here. Solomon did not end this with a question mark. He didn't say, will you forgive? Hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven, and when thou hearest, forgive. Forgive. God, we're pleading for your mercy. We're believing that you'll forgive. It's not a question about whether or not you'll. We're believing. And we're just, we just want you to hear us so we can be forgiven. 22. If a man sin against his neighbor and an oath be laid upon him to make him swear and the oath come before thine altar in thine house. Continue into verse 23. Then hear thou from heaven and do and judge thy servants by requiting the wicked, by recompensing his way upon his own head, and by justifying the righteous by giving him according to his 
righteousness. If a man sin against his neighbor, hold on to these. Because Solomon's going to go through several things here. If a man sin and he brings that before the altar, this house, will you hear from heaven? He will. He will hear. Mm. I don't want sin sitting on my pews. Ah, but they can come here and get forgiveness. They can come here and find hope and healing. And if thy people, Israel, be put to the worst before the enemy because they have sinned against thee and shall return and confess thy name and pray and make supplication before thee in this house. If thy people Israel are defeated by their enemy because they have sinned against thee, uh, if they return and confess thy name, pray and make supplication before thee in this house. Continuing to verse 25. In this house. Verse 25. Then hear thou from the heavens and forgive the sin of thy people Israel and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest to them and to their fathers. Not one time do you see it in these passages where, where Solomon says, will you? He doesn't say, will you forgive? He wasn't, he wasn't being rude or demanding. There was no question of God's faithfulness. You hear me? When you, when you walk with the Lord and, and you're walking hand in hand and you're in, you're in tune with the Spirit, listen, you're going to ask things, but it's not going to be like, will you? Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. If I'm delighting myself in his commandments, in his word, uh, you know what? I can say forgive them. I can say forgive them and it's not brash. It's not rude. It's because I'm walking with him and I understand his mercy and I understand his goodness. I understand what he wants to do. And I know that if people will return, he'll hear them. If I get that in my mind, if somebody comes in here and, and they're returning, I know he'll hear them. Why should I stand here, browbeat, clothesline? If they're here, if they're here, it's because they recognize that their life is in need of something. And there is a call. And there is, there is a, a, the possibility of something being different than it always has been. And so when they get in here and they stretch forth their hands toward heaven, they can hear from him. And they can be forgiven. Not, not if they run around the church five times stand on one hand and then fall over and get back up. It's if you return. If somebody returns, then hear 
thou from the heavens and forgive the sin of thy people and bring them again into the land which thou gavest to them and to their fathers. Lord, this isn't the promises. This isn't where, where you're taking us to. They got Their people got sidetracked. They got a little discouraged and a little disappointed and a, a little disgruntled and they, their life began to fall apart. But this isn't the promised land for them. If, if, if they stretch forth their hands where they are and they pray towards this place, will you hear them? Yes, he will hear them. It's not a question. Because it's all in the posture of our heart. If, if, I'm, if I'm looking the right direction, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. It's not a question about if he's going to do it. No good thing will he withhold. He doesn't withhold forgiveness. He doesn't withhold mercy. He doesn't withhold grace. It endureth forever. Hear thou from heaven. Forgive the sin. Verse 26. When the heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee, yet if they pray toward this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin when thou dost afflict them. The whole prayer, this whole prayer, Solomon has been very specific That's why we must be specific in our prayers. If a man sin against his neighbor, if he brings before the altar in this house, if thy people Israel are defeated by their enemy because they've sinned against thee, all of these prayers have been specific. When the heaven is shut up, no rain because of sin against you. If, if they pray and confess and they, and, they, and they turn their face toward you and they reach for thy name and turn from their sin. I want you to look at verse 26 because this is going to show up in, here in just a few minutes. When the heaven is shut up, that ought to sound familiar. And there is no rain. Now verse 27 then hear thou from heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people Israel when thou hast taught them the good way wherein thou should walk and send rain upon thy land which thou hast given unto thy people for an inheritance. Hear from the heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants when you teach them the good way. Then sin rained on the land. Teach them what they did wrong. Teach them where they missed it. Teach them so they can walk with you and not contrary to you. And then send rain on the land of inheritance. Verse 28. If there be dearth in the land, if there be pestilence, if there be blasting or mildew, locusts or caterpillars, if their enemies besiege them in the cities of their land, whatsoever sore or whatsoever sickness there be. Dearth equals hunger. That's what it means. It's hunger from famine. Blasting and mildew, locusts and caterpillar. If the enemies oppress 
whatsoever sore or sickness, uh, sore is plague or strife or stroke or wound. Sickness is disease, infirmity, uh, sickness. So whatever, whatever dearth in the, whatever famine in the land, if there be any pestilence, if there be any blasting or, or any blasting of the sun, the, the scorching sun, if there be any mildew or locusts or caterpillars, if their enemies oppress them in the cities of their land, whatsoever sore or whatsoever sickness there be, it does not matter the condition. What we have to understand is if there is sickness, if there is infirmity, if there is disease, whatever wounds there are uh, listen verse 29 then what prayer or what supplication soever shall be made of any man or of all thy people Israel when everyone shall know his own sore and his own grief and shall spread forth his hands in this house you know what this is this is every man uh, uh, acknowledging his own problems acknowledging his own sin his own failure his own affliction everyone shall know his own sore and his own grief and shall spread forth his hands and this I, I wish somebody would say you know what I, I feel the sting of my sin I feel the trouble of my circumstance but I can't seem to raise my hands I wish there would be somebody that said I'm in the house of the Lord I can stretch forth my hands and I can be in the midst of my circumstance in my sore in my sickness in my disease and I can stretch forth my hand toward heaven Verse 30, then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place and forgive and render unto every man according unto all his ways whose heart thou knowest, for thou only knowest the hearts of the children of men. Hear from heaven, forgive. Do you hear the common thing here? We're pleading with heaven, but it's not begging with heaven. It's saying we've been positioned the wrong in the wrong direction. Now we're positioned in the right direction, and we near, need to hear from heaven. And we're going to stretch forth our hands in our return, and we know you're going to hear us because you're good. You're faithful. You remember what he said? He's the faithful God that keepeth covenant to them that love him and keep his commandments if I love him and keep his commandments I know he's going to give me mercy not so I can do my own thing and trample grace and mercy. No, because he's a merciful God and there's mercy for his people. There's goodness for his people. He knows that they're going to fall and fall short and mess up. But while you're still in the circle, while you're still in the covenant, you can get back up and stretch forth your hands. Now listen, we're gonna, I'm about to get ahead of myself. You don't have to be in the circle. Now hear me. God's people who backslide, do you think that God forgets about them? Or does he know where they are? All they have to do is stretch forth their hands toward this place 
Oh, I remember, Lord. I remember what you did for me. Verse 31. Well, hold on. So he said, render unto everyone according to the posture of his heart. Because you're the only one who knows the hearts of men. You know the ones who really want to serve you. You know the, really, you know the ones who are going to take the act of forgiveness and be thankful. And they're going to turn from their wicked ways. And they're going to say, God, I, I refuse to let any other God enter my life. Render unto the every man according unto all his ways, whose heart thou knowest. He knows, he knows our efforts. Listen, we, we can't fool him. He knows our, our authenticity. Verse 31. That they may fear thee to walk in thy ways, so long as they live in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers. So, render every, unto every man according to, posture of his heart that he might fear you to walk in thy ways. Verse 32. Moreover, concerning the stranger, Solomon is still praying. Moreover, concerning the stranger, which is not of the people of Israel, but is come from a far country for thy great namesake, and thy mighty hand, and thy stretched out arm, if they come and pray in this house. If the stranger comes from a far country, and they come in here and stretch forth their hand, hear them. Verse 33. Then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee forth. Now, it almost sounds like Solomon is making a demand. Right? Look at that. Is that how you take that? Do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all people of the earth may know thy name. So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a plea for the will of God to be manifest in the stranger's life so that people would see it and glorify him, that the earth may know thy name and fear thee as doth thy people Israel and may know that this house which I, which I have built is called by thy name. Verse 34. If thy people go out to war against their enemies by the way that thou shalt send them, and they pray unto thee toward this city which thou hast chosen, and the house which I have built for thy name, then hear thou from heavens their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. If the people go to war against their enemies in the way you send them, and they pray, Unto thee toward this city, this house, maintain their cause. Uphold them. There's sometimes we have to stand in the battlefield and fight the enemies 
And sometimes it's easy for us to become weary in well-doing. It's easy for us to get distracted and think we're outnumbered. But if, if I will stretch forth my hands and I, I will pray unto this place, listen, he'll maintain my cause. 36. If they sin against thee, for there is no man which sinneth not, and thou be angry with them and deliver them over before their enemies, and they carry them away captives, Unto a land far off or near, verse 37. Yes, if they bethink themselves in the land whither they are carried captive and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, we have sinned, we have done amiss, we have dealt wickedly. Now look at this and think about this. Because what I'm seeing here is I'm seeing, I'm seeing the wayward sons and daughters that word bethink means to return or repent. Yet if they repent themselves in the land where they are carried captive, you know what happens when a, when a person leaves, leaves the church and they backslide? They're carried captive. We, you become a spoil of war. You become a, the enemy's, uh, the enemy's uh, captive and he holds you hostage. But it's not final. Captivity is not final. Bondage is not final. Uh, listen, a prodigal son or daughter, it, where they are right now is not final. We got to get this in our mind. We have to get it in our step. We have to look for it at the door. When our prodigals come home, listen, it's because they thought uh, while they were away in captivity and they repented and they're returning. They're returning because they have sinned and done amiss. They have dealt wickedly in verse 38. If they return to thee with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, whither they have carried them captives, and they prayed toward their land, which thou gavest unto their fathers, and toward the city which thou hast chosen, and toward the house which I have built for thy name. Verse 39. Then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, their prayer and their supplications, and maintain their cause, and forgive thy people which have sinned against thee. That sounds a whole lot better than you're not welcome here. That sounds a whole lot better than giving up on my son and daughter that walked away from the Lord. Oh, all they need is a moment of clarity. All they need is a moment where they, where they get the scales out and they begin to consider their life away from God and where they're at now. All they need is a moment to return and say, i got to stretch forth my hands toward that place where God filled me with the Spirit. If I pray towards that place, if I pray towards that uh, encounter, that moment of revelation, if I pray towards the house of prayer, towards the God of Israel, if I pray in that direction, he'll hear me. Verse 40. Now, my God, let I beseech thee, thine eyes be open, and let thine ears be attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. In this place. 
Now therefore arise, O Lord God, into, the, into thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priest, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. Let thy saints rejoice in goodness. For, 42. O Lord God, turn not away thy face of thine anointed. Remember the mercies of David, thy servant. If they sin and if they repent, hear them from heaven. Solomon was very specific and his prayer covered sin many times. But what is consistent is the return. Hands stretched toward the place where he will hear. The Lord responded with fire and a visitation. Leading up to 2 Chronicles 7. Solomon prayed that God would set his eyes and his heart toward this place. And immediately, the scripture said, immediately after Solomon ended his prayer, the fire fell from heaven. Immediately, God responded. Immediately, God responded. Now, 2 Chronicles 7, verses 12 through 16, and then we're closing. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. Verse 13, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. The very specific prayers that Solomon was praying, God was responding specifically to his prayers. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Verse 15 now mine eyes shall be open and mine ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Verse 16, for now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart shall be here perpetually. Let's stand. Every prayer that Solomon prayed covered everything that we would ever face. Because if we are in sin, we are separated. But our separation is not final if we can stretch forth our hands toward this place, toward the place where God works. And we know that we are the temples. Ah, but when, when we come together, there is, there is a perpetual gaze of a Savior in this house. He walks to and fro. He walks up and down the aisle and he knocks on hearts and minds that's why whenever we gather together and somebody comes in here with a need that God goes right to that need the preacher may not know it the pastor may not know it the leaders or the ministry may not know it but God sees all things and he knows when you walked in here what you are in need of and he speaks a word that will say stretch forth thy hands in this place and I will hear you. Why don't we stretch forth our hands right now? Oh, oh, there's needs. There's needs in this place. I pray right now, God, for every heart. 
every mind in this house, Lord, every person that's battling, that's battling the sins, uh, that's battling lust, that's battling pride, oh, that's battling the, the things that the enemy has convinced them are good for them. I pray, Lord, that there would be a visitation in this place uh, that would cause somebody to come out of their sin, that would cause somebody to stretch forth their hands uh, toward heaven, that somebody might hear, uh, that somebody might hear the words, uh, you are forgiven. I pray, Lord, for a visitation oh, that would cause a man to, to think about his life, uh, to put his life into perspective, uh, that he would see uh, oh, where he is right now in the presence uh, of your glory uh, and that you would separate him uh, or you would separate her from their sin. God, I pray for brokenness. I pray that for desperation, I pray for hunger, God, that you would do a work in every man, woman, and child in this house, God, that there would be oh, your word that would go into the depths, into every fiber of our being here tonight, that we could leave this place knowing that this is the house of God, this is the house of prayer. This is the place for God to help get me out of this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, church, I don't know what's going on outside, but I think we ought to pray. I think we ought to pray right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the moving of your spirit, oh God. I thank you for touching, Lord, for reaching, for ministering, for releasing, oh God. Your help, your help is on time, and we thank you for your help. We thank you for your strength, Lord. We pray, God, that you'd move in a special way, in a mighty way right now, God, that you would touch your people, that you would touch your people, God, and that you would touch those who may be strangers right now, who may be foreigner right now, God. Oh, but they can step in. They can step in and stretch forth their hands toward this place. I pray, God, for your miracle-working power. Would you reveal yourself? Would you answer the cry of the people in this house? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God, we can't do it without you. We can't do it without you, Lord. Uh, but you're faithful. You're so faithful. Oh, show yourself strong. Show yourself merciful, God. Release your mercy. Release your grace. Release your strength, Lord. Release provision. Release your delivering power, God. We speak it and believe it tonight in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're believing you tonight. We're believing you tonight, oh God, that your word is forever settled. Oh, and that your gaze is fixed on the body of Christ. Your gaze is fixed on the church of the living God. Your gaze is set in this house. Lord, and we stretch forth our hands tonight toward heaven, believing you for divine intervention. We're believing you tonight for breakthrough. We're believing you tonight for healing and for strength, Lord. Oh, I lose sickness from off your people. I lose disease from off your people. And I bind it and cast it into outer darkness in the name of Jesus. Oh, I lose, I lose, Lord, the, 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 the enemy that has enslaved the mentalities, oh God, and stood in the way. I loose it from off their life and I bind it and cast it in outer darkness in the name of Jesus. I release deliverance in the name of Jesus by the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name of Jesus. I loose addiction. I loose addiction from off humanity, from off the people in this city, from off the people, Lord, connected to this assembly. I loose addiction from off their life and I bind it and cast it in the outer darkness in the name of Jesus. I release deliverance. I release the newness of life, Lord, that it would come to them and pull them out of their sin and give them a new identity. I speak it in the name of Jesus. I pray the Lord that you would awaken every prodigal. That you would awaken every wayward son and daughter. That they would begin to cry out where they are in the midst of the pig pen. Lord that they would cry out. That they would stretch forth their hands. That they would remember of your mercy. That they would remember of your goodness. And they would not fail to stretch forth their hands to cry out for deliverance. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hey, you got a prodigal in your life? You got a prodigal in your family? Come on. I'd, I'd say it's, it'd be okay to weep between the porch and the altar. I'd say it'd be okay to, to pray that God, that God would move in their life right now. That God would open up their eyes right now. That the scales would fall right now so that they would return. So that they would return to the house. I refuse to let them I refuse to let them die I refuse to let them wander off oh I pray for tenacity God I pray for a faith oh that is now in the moment I pray Lord for an activation of the Holy Ghost and fire and power to burn and to operate in your people oh awaken us Lord awaken us to the call that you've placed in our lives as intercessors, God, God, we pray and believe. We pray and believe. <laughs> and we know, Lord, that you're working. We know that you're moving. We know that you're helping. God, help us to be looking for the return of our prodigals. To, to, to be looking for the return of those who are not where they need to be. Oh, God, 
that this would be a beacon of hope, that this would be a house of restoration, that this would be a house of healing, a house of forgiveness, a house of demonstration of your faithfulness and your loving kindness that's better than life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Listen, this is, this is the place for all of us to come regardless of where you are, regardless of your failures and your sin. If you just return, the key, the key is always return. It's always return. It's never anything different. It's always return. It's always return and stretch forth your hands. It's never, it's never return and, be, and, and, and have condemnation illumine over. It's always return and stretch forth your hands and God will forgive and God will heal and God will demonstrate his faithfulness and God will demonstrate his mercy. It doesn't matter if you go home and you fall. I'm coming back. I'm returning and I'm going to stretch forth my hands because he said his eyes and his heart will be here perpetually. He'll be watching and he'll be rendering to every man. He'll be rendering to every man according to his heart. I pray, Lord, that we never lose sight of this house, that we never lose sight of this place, that we never forget that deliverance and demonstration is only a look away. It's only a posture change away. If I'll turn, if I'll turn, if I'll return and I'll humble myself, and I'll pray and seek. He'll hear me. He'll heal me. He'll forgive me. He'll touch my land. He'll heal my land. Come on, no good thing will he withhold from his people. That's why Jesus always said, as unto your faith, I, if I believe it and I receive it, if my posture is expecting it to come in his hand, uh, he promised it to me. I'm going to expect it. Lord, I'm going to expect your faithfulness. I'm going to expect your healing virtue. Listen, he took the stripes for a reason. Oh, that I can call on his name and expect there to be healing. And expect there. Oh, I believe there's an increase of faith in this house. Lord, bring increase in the name of Hittayarabasah. In the name of Jesus, I wish somebody would stretch forth their hand and receive that extra measure of faith that's in this house. The Lord is good. The Lord is faithful. Amen. We're going to... Uh, she's already confessed it right here. God's been working. Uh, but we're going to expect it in his hand. 
We're going to expect it in his hand right now. Let's begin to pray and thank God for releasing it. How dare you to call on the name of the Lord right now. How dare you to reach out your stretch forth your hand right now and believe to expect God to do something. How dare you to trust Almighty God. Oh, why don't you put your confidence in what's in this hand. His mouth has spoken it and his hand has revealed it. It's in this place. His healing virtue is in this place. I'm holding on to it, God. Yes. There's a transition right now happening. It's going from his hand right now into the vessel that's speaking and claiming it and thanking him for it. Lord, we turn towards heaven tonight. And we receive what heaven would deposit in our life in the name of Jesus. We reach for it with faith, believe it, and we, we grab a hold of it, God. We grab a hold of it in faith, believe it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Why don't we, why, huh, just right now, why don't we just fortify, fortify, fortify the word that's been spoken. Fortify what God has already done. When I leave this place, the enemy's going to try to convince you. The enemy's going to try to convince you nothing happened and nothing changed. We're fortifying it right now by thanking the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for causing our posture to change. We're, we got hopeful expectancy. Oh, we're going to always be mindful of this place where you operate. We're going to be mindful of where your eyes and your heart are perpetually looking and gazing. You're looking on your people. You're watching your people. And we're going to stay here with hopeful expectancy in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. No matter what I face, I'm going to return. I'm going to return to this place. I receive it in the name of Jesus. I receive your word, God. Lord, let it come to your people. Let it come to us in the moments uh, of fear, in the moments uh, of, of, of anxiety. Let it come to us in the moments uh, where we would become worried, uh, Lord, but that we would fix our gaze uh, back on the place uh, where we know you are looking and working and releasing. You need deliverance. You need deliverance from demonic oppression. You got, you, got, you got evil thoughts that try to consume your mind. 
You need deliverance from the, from the oppression of the enemy. In this place, we have opportunity to stretch forth our hands toward heaven and hear, and hear from heaven tonight. You need healing. You need deliverance. I need a praying church. I need a praying church. We're going to come together in unity and believe God's faithfulness and believe his word. deliverance right now into my brother's life. I release healing. Oh Lord, and I believe. I believe God, there's hopeful expectancy. Lord, that it's in your hand. That there is deliverance in your hand. And Lord, I, I, I help my brother reach for it right now in faith through the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. Oh, you need freedom from the lies of the enemy. You need freedom from the bondage of your past mistakes. You need freedom from condemnation. Why don't you come up here and stretch forth your hands? Uh, you got a family member that needs it's in need of deliverance. Why don't you stand in the gap? Oh, I believe that through your life and through your faith, God will make a way. I release it right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let there be deliverance. It's in your hand. Release it. Release it, God. Oh, hear your people from heaven. I bring healing and deliverance to God. We're waiting with hopeful expectation, Lord, because we believe it's your desire. It's your desire to deliver. It's your desire to make free. Yes, yes, yes. I release deliverance in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I speak it in faith believing. I speak it in faith believing. Lord, you are mighty. Your name has all power in heaven and earth. And, and we speak it and release that power over this atmosphere, over every need. We speak the name of Jesus. We speak it with hopeful expectancy. Believe in that your name and the power of your name will always, will always return with results. And we speak that in the name of Jesus. Just speak the word. Speak the word and it is done. Oh, we speak it as ambassadors. We speak as ambassadors for your kingdom. We speak as children of the living God who have been given authority. And so with the name of Jesus, we speak with authority over every demonic influence we command the spirits of the age uh, to be loose from off your people's minds. Uh, right now, we command the spirit of darkness uh, to relinquish its influence and power over your people. We command the spirits uh, 
of wickedness and perversion to be silenced oh to be cast out in the name of Jesus I drive every form of wickedness out in the name of Jesus Christ we come against the principalities and the powers and the rulers of darkness and the wickedness in high places we come against we come against every every stronghold that the enemy has set up in this in this city in these in the families represented here we come against the strongholds in the name of Jesus for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds we pull down strongholds in this house in the name of Jesus we pull down the strongholds of addiction in this house in the name of Jesus we pull down the strongholds of lust oh and demonic influence we pull them down in the name of Jesus we pull down the stronghold of apathy and complacency we pull down the stronghold we pull down the stronghold of bitterness in the name of Jesus oh, we come against the, the spirits of darkness in the name of Jesus We come against the spirit of condemnation in the name of Jesus. We take authority and dominion over every wicked attempt to bring delusion, deception, and manipulation. We come against the working, the working of darkness that's trying to choke faith out of believers who cannot recognize it. We pray for discernment tonight. We pray, Lord, that you would release discernment in this house. Hear us from heaven, O oh God. Release discernment so your people will know, would be able to discern between good and evil, that your people would be able to discern flesh and spirit, so your people would be able to discern how to fight the enemy before them. God, we pray for it tonight. Help your people not walk with scales. But remove the scales. Remove the scales from the eyes of the people of God. That they may walk in authority. Discerning the time. Discerning the times. The days are evil. Help us to walk with our eyes fixed on this place. Uh. I'm telling you, this ain't just Wednesday night church. This is war room. This is the battlefield. This is part of the battlefield. This is where the favor of heaven begins to pour out because of our posture tonight because of where we have fixed our eyes
If you say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and you believe it in your heart, and you say it because you believe it, it's yours. Oh, where's that mountain moving faith, people of God? You don't need an extra measure of faith. You need to recognize that all you need is the right posture. That's it. Oh, my posture is toward the living God who is seated on the throne who has good things continually flowing from him. There's some days that we're going to come in here and we're going to be running around in the sanctuary hooping and hollering and praising the Lord. And there are going to be nights that we come in here and we war. We have to be ready for whatever we need to do as people of God. We're called by His name. We went down in His name. The, the temple that Solomon built said... It's a place for his name. We are people of the name. We are covenant people. We have to do what God's people have to do when it's time to praise, when it's time to thanks, or when it's time to fight. When it's time to push, when it's time to press, when it's time to trust. Amen. God is faithful. And he'll never be anything else. There's not a different God's faithful. That's it. He's faithful. End of story. And if he said it, I can expect it. If he said that perilous times shall come, we can expect it. And it's here. If he said no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. If he said it, we can expect the weapons to be formed. But we can also expect them to not prosper. Everything that he said we can expect both all of the warnings and all of the promises. He's faithful because he's faithful. And he's good. And his mercy endureth forever. Are you thankful for his mercy tonight? Are you thankful for a place that you can come broken in pieces and find healing and restoration? Drug addicts can come here and find freedom. Hmm. 
homeless people can come here and find home. I believe there's two types of homeless people. Spiritually and naturally. I was homeless when I was in the world. Amen. But I'm home now. This is home. This is home. We ought to just engrave that into our thoughts. This is home. I don't belong anywhere else. This is where I live. And this is where I'll stay all the days of my life. Amen. I love and appreciate you all. And I know you're, you're going to get through this. I've got three announcements. All right. Take it away. Y'all get that. All right. God bless you all. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.